Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My own radio call sign is W2LIE. And this podcast is here to teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. This is session number 39. And if you want to find out any of the show notes for today's session, because we're going to talk about a couple different products, you can go to scannerschool.com slash session 39. So number is 39. Again, scannerschool.com slash session 39. And while you're there on the website, if you haven't done so already, you can go ahead and you can subscribe to our newsletter. Our email basically goes out once a week to let you know that uh, what's new, what's going on here at Scanner School when we have a new podcast coming out, if we have something new that we're working on, or if there is a contest that we have in the works. So this week, as usual, we are sponsored by East Coast Pagers, and East Coast Pagers is sponsoring a podcast uh, contest. So we're talking about East Coast Pagers because East Coast Pagers is basically what funds Scanner School. That's why it's a sponsor of the Scanner School podcast. Without East Coast Pages and that, without me doing that part of the business, there is no Scanner School. So East Coast Pages is giving away a $100 gift card that you can use in any future pager or pager accessory purchase. So for a Unication G1, G4, G5, or Swiss phone, S Quad Voice, S Quad 360. Maybe you are in the market for a Poxag pager like a uh, Alpha Elite or an E3 or something from the Occasion or the Apollo line. That gift card is good for any of those uh, services. So go to eastcoastpagers.com slash contest or scannerschool.com slash contest. If you were participating in the previous contest we had at Scanner School, it's the exact same thing. You just got to sign up with your email address and then you can gain entries for visiting the page every day, uh, posting it to Facebook, uh, following us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and all those all those good things. So again, one of the best ways to do it really is to uh, share your special link with your friends because everybody who signs up using your link, you will gain three points too or three extra bonus entries. So go ahead and share your special link with all your Facebook groups and communities and uh, spread the word that this contest is going on because it will benefit you in the end because you will gain more tickets, more entries, more chances to win in the contest. Now, again, this contest wraps up September 29th, 2018. The winner will be picked September 30th. Two weeks ago, in session 37, we talked about power supply. So if you've missed that one, you can always go back and listen to it at scannerschool.com slash session 37. We talked about the different kinds of, you know, what to look for when you buy a power supply and, and, and how to wire them in and, and uh, you know, what their pros, not really too many cons, but what really the benefits were of putting a power supply in your scanner radio setup. Today, we're going to build upon the power supply and add a little bit of something extra to it because, you know, this past week we had Hurricane Florence roll through or a tropical storm at that at this point, um, ran through the Carolinas. I don't know how many thousands of people are without electricity, how many are going to be without power for the rest of the week. Uh, never mind all the damage and the flooding and everything else that goes along with it. But, you know, there's people who are going to be without power for an extended period of time. Yes, you can have a generator, right? Generator is a great way to run a backup. And maybe we'll talk about that on a future podcast. It's probably a really good idea to talk about, you know, some other forms of backup and, and alternate power. But today, I want to really talk about some battery situations, a battery uh, 
bat, bat, emergency battery backup power that you can easily add into your scanner radio setup. So again, why not a generator? Well, maybe it's, you know, you won't be able to use a generator for a couple of days while you're flooded or you're not going to use a generator in the middle of a storm. Um, you could use a UPS or a un, uh, uninterruptible power supply. Is that how you say it? A UPS. Uh, it's basically very popular when it comes to your computers or a network system where it has a bank of batteries in it, sometimes one, two, or it could be a whole array of batteries. And when commercial power is removed, the UPS kicks on and is basically an inverter in there. It takes that 12 volt DC supply. The inverter makes that a regular AC. So depending where you live, right? 110, 120, uh, 240 volt. AC system at the correct hertz, 50 or 60, again, depending where you live. And then you run all your stuff off of this modified AC sine wave. Um, so it's not true AC. It's it's modified, basically. It takes a DC signal and creates it into an AC. But, um, you know, we want to shy away from that because if you're, say, you got a scanner radio plugged into that, you're going from a DC battery to a modified AC to a DC brick or maybe back to a power supply, which transforms it back to DC. So you're going DC, AC, DC again. It's a bit cumbersome. And again, you're not getting a clean AC signal, so you don't really know what that's going to be doing to your power supplies. So best practice really is to stick with DC. What else could you do? Well, you could have a battery backup on standby at all times. And if something were to happen, you just plug in the battery and, and that will work too. Maybe you have a, just a bunch of handheld scanners that operate on batteries anyway and you know they're they're on charge when it's plugged in and when the power goes out then you're on batteries in in the radio i mean that's that's a good way of working too but what if you have uh speakers or or a um uh, a base station i got my basically my entire setup is is mostly base station radios or mobile radios uh it's the same thing basically at this point when you look at a base station radio it's base or mobile uh there's, there's no changing i mean there's no difference at that point um the way they make them these days. But to go back to what I was saying here is, you know, you're not going to add AA batteries to a to a desktop radio, right? You're going to need some sort of 12-volt battery in, in the system there. So again, you could always have a 12-volt battery just sitting there, and then you just plug it in when you're ready to go. But you got to be able to keep that charged. Uh, you're going to have some downtime when you're swapping over. So there's got to be better ways or easier ways to do that. And the way I have my setup over here is, is I do have something that will do exactly that when the power supply is removed from service either from a blackout or i turn it off or you know power is cut from the house my station automatically goes over to a battery system i use a west mountain radio super power gate pg 450s it's a very easy device to install and basically what it does is it allows you to plug your power supply into one port you plug a backup battery into a secondary port and then you plug your load into the middle, your load being your scanner radio setup, your radios, or anything else that would be in line with the power supply. So what ends up happening is when you lose commercial power and a power supply goes off, it automatically switches over to the backup battery instantaneously. It's almost faster than the blink of an eye. I mean, the specs are online. I don't really don't know, but when I'm reading reviews is people don't even notice that they have had a power glitch on their radio system, that it happens so quickly. The nice thing, too, about the power gate is that it will charge up your standby battery 
and it will trickle charge it to make sure that it's always topped off and ready to go if you should ever lose commercial power. It's a very easy and a very safe way of keeping a standby battery in your setup. Yes, you could wire the battery in with the power supply, just straight run wired in. And when you lose power, you can also steal the battery. But the West Mountain Radio adds a little bit of safety in there. It keeps it from overcharging. It it, it just isolates the power from the, from the from the battery from the power supply, so only one of them is being sourced at the same time. And uh, again, if this is something in your home, you kind of want it to be safe. You don't want to be kind of putting things together with uh, duct tape and bubble gum. I mean. I know I, I when it comes to power, I, I try and keep things on the safe side. So again, I say it's nice because it allows you to quickly uh, keep a battery going. Very easy to set up. Very easy to get it installed. And uh, again, you have your power supply, your load, and then your standby battery. If you wanted to recharge your battery with a solar array, they make another version called the Epic Power Gate, which gives you an extra two ports to plug in a solar system that you can charge or trickle charge your batteries as well. So you can really be using the batteries and then you can recharge them using the solar array uh, if you're without commercial power. So something to keep in mind though is that the West Mountain Radio Gear all interfaces with power poles. Now I love power poles. It's basically a universal way of connecting uh, DC electrical connections together. Once you wire them up and things into there, it's basically an interchangeable system. So what I normally do is like I'll take a cigarette lighter and I'll I'll cut the end off. So if I get a, a radio that's got a uh, in the box cigarette lighter, you know, maybe it's for a, a unit in device. So I'll, I'll take one of those and I'll, I'll cut it in half and I'll throw power poles on the cigarette lighter side and another one on the radio side. And what that allows me to do now is if I get a Whistler or I have something else by another manufacturer, or maybe I have something that's that's for Kenwood or Yace or whatever, all of them all have power poles on it. Now I can go to that cigarette lighter adapter and I can just plug into the power pole on, on it. And I don't have to worry about what cigarette lighter goes to what radio because I just take that DC lead from that radio and plug it in and it's it's a mate. It works. Uh, I, try ha- I try to have what they call like a rig runner which allows you to have a, an array of power poles on a DC block, and you just plug into that using uh, your power pole leads. And it's a nice little practice. I mean, it's if you're not going to be adjusting your setup all that often, it doesn't really pay unless you can, you know, if you hardwire things in. But if you're going to be putting something in out of the car or you're using different types of radios, at least having a couple of power pole adapters in the shack is a good, good little practice. And we'll talk about more power poles later on, and maybe we'll spin us off into a YouTube video. But I want to talk about power poles because that is the interface on the West Mountain Radio device. It's not a screw-in. It's not a lug. It's an actual uh, plug-in adapter. So what type of battery are you looking for? Well, chances are you're going to be using the West Mountain Radio uh, power gate internally. So you want a battery that's not going to vent off anything. You don't want to put an auto battery, marine battery, something like that in the house. You're going to look for something that is a sealed type of battery, like a sealed lead acid battery. Very common in alarm systems, UPSs. Maybe if you have, um, I know Fios here, what they do is they, they put a little UPS in there with, with the battery in there as well. So these are very cheap, affordable batteries you can pick up for about 15, 20 bucks, 12 volt batteries. These alarm batteries, UPS batteries, have a reading of 7 hours. So how do you figure out how long that's going to typically last you? Well, there's a very simple formula that lets you know the battery life. And battery life, again, we're going to go into a very simple formula here. I'm not going to complicate this. Just basically the ampere hours divided by the current in amps. 
So let's assume that your scanner takes an amp. Now most scanners out there take half an amp, maybe three quarters of an amp. Um, let's say 0.5 or 500 milliamps, 750 milliamps, another way to say that. Let's round up to an amp. If you had a battery that was a seven ampere hour battery and your scanner pulls one amp, seven divided by one is seven hours, right? You're gonna have less than seven hours really because you're gonna have a battery it's, that's you know in ideal condition. You're gonna have a little bit of loss in the electrical line that you're gonna use. So, you know, it's it's gonna be give or take seven hours if you use a seven amp hour battery. If you put two scanners in there and just say you're using two amps, right? You can divide that in half, you'll get 3.5 hours out of it. So you can always buy bigger batteries, but again, these off-the-shelf batteries that are very popular for alarm panels, uh, UPSs, they're typically a 7 ampere hour, 12 volt battery, and they're about 15, 20 bucks. Very simple, very easy to set up. So one thing you have to remember though is when you're, if you wire in the West Mountain Radio power gate and you turn off your power supply, your station's not going to turn off because it's always going to be looking for the battery at that point, right? Because you've cut off commercial power. So how do you then bypass the battery? Well, you can either put an on-off switch in there that will then really be a master station off uh, beyond where the West Mountain Radio power gate is. Or you can simply reach down and pull out the power plug on on the, uh, the Anderson power pole. Pop it right out. When you want to turn your station back on again, you pop it back in. Again, that kind of defeats the purpose of having the radio there and trickle charge and ready to go on standby. Just do what the rest of us do. Leave your radios on all day long. I mean, if you're not in the room to hear it, does it make a noise? I don't know. So with that, let's just summarize what we talked about here because I know I went really quick tonight. Uh, first of all, we don't really like to use UPSs because that takes a DC from a backup battery, converts into an ugly sine wave, which is AC, and then your DC block, your power supply is going to convert that back into DC. So you went from 12 volts to 120 volts, just say here in the States, back down to 12 volts. You went DC current, sloppy AC current, back to DC current. Not really an ideal situation. Again, you could have a backup battery. You got to remember to keep that charged. Uh, you could have solar. You have to have a nice sunny day for that. Or you can run a generator. Uh, but again, you're not going to be running a generator in the middle of a storm. So... The power gate is a really simple, easy, peace of mind way of making sure that you always have some backup system ready to go in the blink of an eye that you can tuck under a desk and you won't even know that it's there. All right, so I want to thank our Patreon supporters, Mark Beebe, MT Bono, Kenneth Fowler, and brand new James Felling. I hope I got your name right, James. If you want to know how to support the Scanner School podcast, you can go to scannerschool.com slash support. We have great ways that you can help support the podcast. Many of them are free, by either by shopping at Amazon, using one of our affiliate sponsors, or if you want to be a Patreon supporter like Mark, MT, Kenneth, or James, you can do that on a month-to-month -month basis. Uh, you can support us for as little as a dollar a month, and you can go up from there. So again, you can go to scannerschool.com slash support. We have been getting questions via email uh, that I have been very slow to answer. Now, I have my VA, Colleen, working on dictating those, and we will be playing back some of these questions and answering them on future podcasts. If you want to jump the line and not wait for your emailed question to be answered, please go to scannerschool.com ask. You can leave me a voice 
message with your question there. Very simple, and we will put your voice on the podcast, and I will answer your question that way. We also have a local telephone number that you can use if you're in the States. It's 516-308-2885. Now, again, that's also in the session notes. So you go to scannerschool.com slash ask and submit your question. If you're mic shy, you can always email us your question, or if you're on Twitter, just use the hashtag AskScannerSchool. All right, guys, that is it for this week. So don't forget, all the links for the devices we talked about on today's podcast are located in the session notes, scannerschool.com slash session39. So a link to the West Mountain Radio Super Power Gate, the Epic Power Gate, even the Anderson Power Poles, we'll put those in there as well, maybe a couple links to a couple batteries. So they will all be in the session notes. If you're looking to make a purchase, that'll be a great way to help support the Scanner School podcast. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the podcast. Very simple. ScannerSchool.com slash subscribe. If you listen to us right now on a podcast player, uh, a smartphone or something like that, just take the device out of your pocket and click subscribe. All right, guys, we will touch base again next Tuesday. I want to say 7-3, and thank you so much for listening to Scanner School. We teach you everything that you need to know about the scanner radio hobby. Thanks for listening to the Scanner School podcast. Be sure to visit www.scannerschool.com to access the show notes and bonus content.